doing something I haven't done here in five and a half years. I'm reading from the big Bible. Matthew chapter 5, I'm sorry, Matthew chapter 4, verses 12 through 17. Now when we, he heard that John had been arrested, he withdrew into Galilee, and leaving Nazareth, he went and dwelt in Capernaum by the sea, in the territory of Zebulun and Naphtali, that what was spoken by the prophet Isaiah might be fulfilled. The land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali, toward the sea, across the Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles, the people who sat in darkness have seen a great light, and for those who sat in the region in shadow of death, the light has dawned. From that time forward, Jesus began to preach, saying, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And that Bible is heavy. The Christmas story begins in darkness. God's people at that time were a conquered people. They were oppressed. They were beaten. They were defeated. There was the darkness of persecution. The people in that day were heavily taxed. The tax is what brought the characters in the story of Christmas together on that all-important night. There was a dark feeling of disillusionment with the government, with the way people were being treated. People were frustrated. More and more, they were beginning to feel that violence and not faith was the best way to deal with their situation. Any of this sound familiar? Yes, on that first Christmas, the mood was sad. Many people had given up. That's how it was, and that's how it is now. Today, we live in a world of darkness. There are wars and rumors of wars, hunger, division in our great nation, even in our churches, a pandemic. There's racism. There is loneliness and a sense of emptiness in the hearts of many these days. Maybe the poet Robert Frost said it best when he wrote these words. I have been acquainted with the night. I have walked in the rain and out of the rain. I have been acquainted with the night. I don't have to tell any of you about darkness. Because in one way or another, in one form or another, and presently, as a nation and as a world, we are experiencing it. It is touching and has touched all of our lives. We're all familiar with the night. So we do not come here this evening to be naive, to deny that the darkness exists. Nowhere in the scripture does it say that we get a pep talk and we get an argument that things aren't really as bad as they seem. Instead, it confirms that the darkness is real and that it is here. But it also, and this is the important part, it also tells us and confirms that there is a light at the end of the tunnel. The prophet Isaiah wrote, people who walk in darkness have seen a great light. John's Gospel says, the light shines in the darkness 
and the darkness has not overcome it. And in a few minutes, we're going to sing again those old familiar words, Yet in thy dark street shineth the everlasting light. History gives us an interesting illustration of this. It was during the dark winter of 1864. At Petersburg, Virginia, the Confederate Army of Robert E. Lee faced the Union Army of General Ulysses S. Grant. The war was three and a half years old now, and the soldiers on both sides were weary. They were exhausted. And late one evening, one of Lee's generals, Major General George Pickett, received word that his wife had given birth to a baby boy. And the baby was beautiful and healthy. Up and down the line, the Southerners began to celebrate. They began to build huge bonfires in celebration of the baby's birth. Something positive was happening. The Northern soldiers noticed these fires all up and down the line, and it made General Grant very nervous. What were these guys up to? So he sent out a reconnaissance patrol to see what was going on. The scouts came back with the message that Pickett had a son and that these were celebration fires. Well, it so happened that Grant and Pickett had gone to school together at West Point, and they knew each other very well. So to honor the occasion, Grant ordered that bonfires should be built too. What a strange night it was. For miles on both sides of the lines, bonfires of celebration burning. No shots fired. No yelling back and forth. No war cries. No war fought. Only celebrating. Only light celebrating the birth of a child. Now, of course, it didn't last forever. The fires burned down, and once again, the darkness took over. The darkness of night and the darkness of war. The good news of Christmas is that right in the middle of any deep darkness, there comes a light. And the darkness is not able to overcome that light. But it wasn't just a temporary flicker. This wasn't an overnight bonfire celebration. This light was an eternal light. We need to remember that. There are times in our lives and in our world when events and things happen in our own personal lives that we feel that the light has been snuffed out. But the Christmas story reminds us that no matter what happens, no matter how terrible and grievous and sad it might be, the light still shines. The ancient Hebrews were afraid of the darkness. They were especially afraid of a dark place that they called the outer darkness. To them, creation began when God said, let there be light. To them, there was only darkness. There was only void, only emptiness. What had great meaning and hope it must have been for them when they heard Jesus call himself the light of the world. 
We need to hear these words this Christmas as the pandemic has moved into a new surge, given us another cruel twist. We need to hear these words as families of Afghanistan and other nations are overwhelmed with grief with what's happening in their nation and to their relatives and their friends and those they love. We need to hear these words as we witness the meanness, the division toward one another in our own great nation. The darkness is real, but because of Christmas, it will never get so dark that you can't see the light. Into the darkness, God sent an eternal light. As you walk outside this evening, when you leave, notice that the darkness does not pierce the light ever. Just the opposite. The light shines in the darkness. Light is always stronger than darkness. And the forces of light are stronger than the forces of darkness and always will be. So in our mixed up and confused world today, more than anything, we need to let people know that that light is there. There is hope that life is worth living no matter what. We should not be discouraged to the point of giving up. In Jesus, we can hold on tight to the hope that life overcomes death, that love conquers hate, and that truth always wins over deceit. We are the people of light. It's our mission to share that light in the dark and dreary days. Why do you think God chose to use a star to guide the wise men to Bethlehem? I don't believe for a moment that it was by accident. It was a reminder forever to them and to us that in a world of darkness, it's the light that keeps us going forward. It's the light of hope and the light of Christ that leads the way and defeats the gloom. It is my prayer that Jesus, the light of Christmas, will shine and will light up the dark corners of our lives and that this Christmas we will all follow the pathway and share that light with those around us. Amen.